Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 29 of Tactical Crouch, the show where we discuss a ton of competitive Overwatch topics, usually around Overwatch League, but not always YouTube. So, you know, keep it keep, keep it on there. Of course, this is a special episode. Not very often do we just get to sit down, us three, myself, Kick Tripod, and of course, the brains of the show, Volamel and Yiska. Joe, good to see you, man. Been a while. Still can't get on? you. Still can't get you into WoW with me, man. See, I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran player. You know, a lot of people. It's a common thing in esports to talk about. Oh, how did you get your handle? How did? How's this? That the other thing. I got it from randomizing on World of Warcraft the month before Burning Crusade launched. That was my first character. I was a night elf priest, and my name was was Volamel. And um, yeah, I've played it for a really long time. I don't know, man. Maybe 8.2 might might be interesting. We'll see, but... It's the perfect time right now, though, because you can get all the stuff and achievements ready for when 8.2 drops. <laughs> I'm ready for you, man. I'll pay for your character transfer if you need me to. I don't care. All right. <laughs> and, of course, from Germany, Yiska. Uh, good to see you, man. It's uh, I don't think we've... Joe and I tend to get to talk a little bit throughout the week, but Yiska, you and I don't as much, like like privately. So, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> hey, good to see you, dude. What's up? <laughs> what up? What yeah, up? you could also, also lives in Germany. You could also play Diablo three with me to prepare for Diablo Immortal. Uh, I I can't. I don't want to. Like, how many different? How much? How much would that cost me? I own the base pack Diablo three. So you just need Reaper of Souls. I think that's like. Yeah. That's it. 20, 30 bucks. I wouldn't. To be completely honest with you, here's I think we'll be getting some news come BlizzCon for Diablo 4. And I don't think it's worth getting into now. I think Diablo 4 just hold out for that. Do you think that we're getting BlizzCon this year? Yeah. They normally announce it in April. I'd be pretty surprised if we did. I would be I would be surprised too. But that's obviously not what we're here for. We're not speculating about BlizzCon sure, sure, or sure. Diablo or WoW. So don't worry, that's your obligatory like four minutes of off topic stuff. So let's uh let's talk about on topic stuff. But before we do <laughs> let's talk about that. But let's not. Uh housekeeping really quick. Uh make sure to follow Tactical Crouch at tactical underscore crouch on Twitter. Search for Tactical Crouch anywhere on the internet. Uh, and there's one other thing that we actually wanted to bring up that was kind of interesting. A lot of people over the last couple of weeks have, have expressed like, hey, we love when you have guests on. Hey, we love when your show is on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Just like, it you know, it's always been every week. And mm. those are a little bit conflicting uh, because when you bring on high profile guests, they typically don't have the schedule to work within your schedule. You work within theirs, which is what we've been doing. And. I think overall, you know, the episodes have been great, but it's kind of difficult to have six hours of Overwatch on a night and then listen to a two-hour podcast and 30 minutes of it is, it's not two hours, 75 minutes and, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of it's talking about matches that are already happening. So uh, we, we're actually playing around with the idea of, you know, having this be the core show on Tuesdays at like 11 a.m. pretty cons as consistently as we can which is usually pretty, pretty dang consistent, but mm -hmm. also looking at doing, um, 
around the same same length, you know, maybe 60 minutes or so, uh, bringing on some special guests when they can't make it to the, you know, the, the prime showtime. So uh, part of what we're doing, though, is we're looking at maybe doing a, a Patreon to do that. And it would be really low tiers. It would all be about improving the quality of the show, bringing on better guests. Uh, we've got some pretty cool perks in mind. So, like we really want to do a game night. Uh, with just us and, you know, imagine doing some custom games with Yiska and Joe and you find out that for as big a brains as they have for Overwatch, maybe that doesn't translate in game Holy as well. Holy God. So looking at doing, you know, that and other nights like that. So uh, that's something we're looking at. We'd love to hear your thoughts, yay or nay. It's totally fine. But, um, yeah, so that's just something that we want to bring up. But now we need to talk about Overwatch League. And there's a lot been going on in Overwatch League. We first and foremost, we do have the Dallas homestand this weekend. And we do, we do. that's that's a big one. So this is gonna be the first time really that we've actually had a whole right. This this is the first time that we've had a home a home, home game. Home game, yeah. Outside um, of just like LA, obviously. I think that's kind of a a given, but outside of California and, and having LA teams play in LA. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a pretty big first for the league. And so can I say how, yeah. how BS it is that stage four has those, uh, homestand games in LA. Yeah. That's, <laughs> come on. That's phoning it in. Like nobody else wanted it. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. And so you're talking about stage because stage three is Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so stage four is it's LA. just like, hey guys, we're playing in LA where we always play. Or or maybe not, maybe they'll be in like probably Valiant not, Arena. but still yeah. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's, that's a big, a big boo. boo for me, dog. Yeah, I don't love that at all. That's dumb. Like not even in New York, like nothing. I would have liked to see it off America and just to see like as a pilot stage four i feel like, like if you were going to do that you had to do it earlier in the season not later yeah maybe you do like stage three or stage two maybe in i don't know the uk that'd be cool mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, so yeah, that's going LA, on they sold cover. out um they, they sold out which is awesome over two yeah, days yeah. the tickets were not cheap and uh, Atlanta did the same thing, and like, uh, man, I, I got to remember what the price on the tickets were, but I thought it was like they're pretty reasonable. I mean, they I mean, so cheap by so for means, like but... general admission, they're not mm-hmm. bad. They're like forty dollars a day, yeah, forty forty five dollars a day, and then and then if you want like extra perks, VIP you want is like, like two hundred plus, if I remember right. It's pretty standard, no. Which yeah. uh, you know, like, it's kind of impressive. For sure, yeah. Uh, that, that they're selling out because I know Dallas did something fairly similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it, for me, it's it's really impressive that there is that level of uh, interest. Yeah, interest in in these these homestands. My question for either of you guys would be: Do you think that that changes at all once it's not once an entire season in a single city, and now we're dealing with you know, let's say we have twenty eight games throughout a season and mm-hmm. 14 are played at home. So in your home stadium, do you think that you all of a sudden are having to s- charge a lot less for those? I think it tickets? depends. 
I think it depends on exactly what they do. Um, but either way, I don't think it changes. I think people are pretty interested in this whole geolocation thing. Um, and it's not just hypotheticals anymore. It's like, oh, well, you know, we see it succeed in American traditional sports. You know, maybe we could tap into that same kind of market in esports. Now we're starting to see a little bit more of a proof of concept. Um, hopefully the entire show is good. I think this is going to be super important. But, um, no, I don't think that the interest goes away. As long as the show itself is goes off without a hitch, of course, there's probably going to be some hiccups. Um, I, I think it's safe to assume that there's going to be some some mishaps, which, again, like Jessica said, it's to be expected. But um, as long as everything goes well and, you know, hopefully the fans get, uh, you know, some extra little, you know, fun fun little things to do maybe mickey shows up you know does some stuff with the fans that'd be cool part of content um yeah i think this is really starting to build some interest and um show some proof of concept that the interesting thing about all of this is that from what i've heard the size of the endeavor for each team is very different sure like sure. of course dallas is playing in that big stadium right i've heard much smaller venues with like three. I assumed smaller venues. Did you assume that they were going to just go like, yeah, we want to, we want a stadium. I want a 6,000 man stadium. Did you assume that? Cause I assumed these were going to be like small cafes. That's where we start. If we sell out great. Awesome. This geolocation thing's supposed to be long run in the middle. Not, not a huge stadium. <laughs> okay. Not, not half bowls at hockey arenas. But yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah. From, from what I know, so I know of at least two Overwatch League teams who are looking at sub two to four thousand person arenas. That's just crazy for to me. their regular season games in season three and beyond. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope like they know more than I do, but like that just seems like a lot. Like we can't even get people to fill out our arena. You know what I mean, dude. But the thing is, imagine the buy-ins and everything and who's involved. And then, like, you could you imagine just being, like, an Overwatch League team and then hosting your matches in the Tech TV gaming bar or whatever? That does seem like a serious drop. So everyone's, like, cloud-dripping hardcore. I feel like when, when the shock walks in, like a shareholder or whatever uh-huh. is like a period to a sentence every time it's brought up. Sure. And then to see that contrasted against that, I think teams individually are playing very different ball games there. Well, I mean, there's a lot of factors too, right? They don't have to sell out every game. Like uh, coming from a Minnesota Twins fan going to Metrodome games for, you know, 10 years, let me tell you. They still found a way to field a baseball team and <laughs> Even even with two dollar hot dogs on Wednesdays, right? Mm. So there's um, there's like that aspect of it. It's just because you have two thousand seats doesn't mean you have to fill them to be you know solvent or whatever. For there's, sure. There's For also sure. the aspect of I don't believe that there's anything that I've seen about some sort of exclusivity in the sense that if you create you know we have the Fusion Stadium now I believe is like mm-hmm. the the primary one that we know of. Um, of something being built that there's no, like, that's the only thing that can go on there. So, right. uh, you could have other things go on there, uh, throughout, you know, the time. Cause obviously Overwatch league is what, not around six months out of the year mm-hmm. in its current iteration. So 
it's it's not just like if they don't sell out tickets and uh, all that stuff. It's it's doomed, but it's. It's I think I, I mean, right? I totally agree with the non exclusivity like they are free to do whatever they want there, but I really don't. I think Philadelphia is an interesting look because they're partnered with a lot of different uh, organizations that can do many different events and this, that, the other thing. But when I look at a um, let's see, Boston, maybe. Like where where else is Boston tied that they could do something else in esports and have it e- be esports related? Does that mean esports related though? I mean, like I, there, there was gonna... there was some talk about I can't remember I think it was Washington D.C. where it was mm. like WNBA and esports were gonna Guess. be like the two the two things going on there outside of like your standard yeah if you want to stadium wanna... events draw in something else completely i guess that's fair um i i mean it depends on if you're building infrastructure specifically for esports i guess that's a assumption on my part um if you're actually building something or if you're just not using infrastructure that's already been set in place so for boston I, i'd assume that they you know the craft group probably has something that they are just going to loan out to the team when they need it um, but for those who are actually making infrastructure so by infrastructure stadiums hiring people to work there um i'd imagine that you're gonna have to have something there and yeah you you, you could do traditional sports you could do other events but i don't know i i i, I hope there's that there's plans set in motion to do that because it's gonna it's gonna have to happen i don't think you build a, a two to four thousand person stadium and, and and only do it for half a year like it's got to have to be used somewhere else like for That's... philadelphia right like i think they could have like a show match when like skt1 comes over because they're partnered you know by marriage almost with with that team and you can have like smack like there's events to be had there with that organization that are kind of like internal that you could have so if you're a fan of philadelphia you're a fan of this that the other thing like you can come and watch here like you have a home does you know valiant for instance they could take um you know mibr and maybe put them in you know have like a csgo like event there like that that'd be kind of cool or i like there's you know london when london makes their um stadium if or whatever they're going to be doing there's all kinds of cloud nine teams that you can bring in but like for these non-endemic teams is there is there a plan in place like is that going to be successful for both both fans like i don't know that was all along the interesting part about so the rationale early for localization was often that these sports teams had like arenas and there were like off seasons and it was like very accessible and you could overlap it and but this is not what's happening. Like most, most uh, team-backed teams, so, uh, sorry, sports team-backed teams mm-hmm. like um, Boston or like, uh, I suppose, Gladiators is one, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I believe so. They're not in the city where their sports team is from. Right. So that in itself doesn't work then. And it's very interesting to me that I wouldn't have thought it possible that people are actually building arenas for that. Now, of course, these are multi-purpose things, and it's not really just the one thing. It's a cool PR move to do it that way. But even if it's not, like 
real estate is is a solid investment anyway so you have the money whatever right but yeah it's interesting it's definitely repurposable like if if you know this whole esports thing goes bust which again like i don't think it is um yeah you can just use it for something else like have it as a convention center and just host stuff out of it and rent it out for sure are you saying la isn't from their home city uh the gladiators investors i don't i don't know too much about them but yeah that's just me being european honestly like (laughs) okay both of them are yeah i think they both are so i didn't Uh, okay you know me when i come up and correct either of you it usually ends up with a pie in the face for me so um We'll we'll chalk that up. We'll chalk that up in the one column. Yeah, but I I I wonder if one of the Chinese teams, especially like, aren't based in the specific. Mm. Yeah, I would. Chinese. Anyways, the 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 NBA Rams. Okay. So yeah, so the the Gladiators owner owns the LA Rams. Yeah. So so take any everything I said and then put it positively and ask yourself if they are using these facilities, because I don't see our season necessarily filling their off season. No, like there is a ton of overlap. Right. There is to be 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 fair. Like I live next to the Pepsi center in Denver for years where the nuggets play the avalanche play. And then Mm -hmm. uh, they still find times for concerts on the weekend. So like there is a world where, there, there's some there's some mythical boardroom somewhere where somebody from the you know NBA and NHL and the concert guys sit down and go, all right, let's schedule out these these games. Yeah. Um. So, like, I I don't I don't I don't think anybody here in chat on Reddit yeah. or here in the show knows <laughs> what like the specifics on how that works. Is it feasibly possible? Sure. We don't know what the scheduling restrictions are for mm. Overwatch League matches. We don't know that there's going to be, once there's home and away games, maybe there's two games all seven days, mm-hmm. right? And you can have them whenever you want based on where they are. Like, I I don't know. Like, it, 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 it becomes increasingly complex the more you, like, break the mold of what we have from owl now to what it'll look like well we still don't even know we still don't even know if it means that there's 28 games and you don't play 14 you know whatever seven games at home and seven games away Mm -hmm. in order rather than like oh we're gonna play two games at home and then one away and then another one away at a different team and then you know kind of like the traditional sports that we see at least here in the u.s Right. Where, you know, you have a hockey team that plays a game in Minneapolis one night or St. Paul one night. And then you go to Chicago and then you go to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Or if it's something that's going to be a lot, especially when you're talking worldwide, if it's going to be something that's a lot more. Hey, this is an event on the weekend. There's going to be four teams here and we're going to be doing it this way. So I don't know. I it's interesting. It's it. We we spent a little too much time on this here. Uh, congrats, though. I'm really excited to see Homestand. Owl is going to be short this week, obviously, with only yep. two days worth of games. It's going to be starting at Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. on Saturday, Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So make sure to tune in for that. Should be fun. 
I'm excited to see what the production value ends up being. Yeah, I yeah. I, I want to make it pretty clear, at least from from me. Um, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I again, I want I wish to everybody that works in the Overwatch League the best of luck um, with putting this on because I think it is going to be really pivotal for the success of the league long term. Um, so get out there, do it, do it well. I uh, hope for the best, and uh, yeah, hopefully everything goes well because I'll be a little sad if I don't. Be a little sad. So uh, pretty interesting. This is kind of interesting. I only want to touch on it briefly is that Overwatch League was the most watched channel on Twitch last week. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, cool. that's what happens when you stream 30 hours a game a week. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, With infinite reruns. Any So any takes here? Is this like... Uh, is this like a big deal? Overwatch League is alive and on top, or is it kind of par for the course? Overwatch League is doing well. Viewership is overall doing really well, but this isn't something that we should over-sensationalize. Yeah, I don't think it's something that somehow proves we were right all along type of thing. I think it's nice when you look at the health of the game or at least the competitive side of the game i can't speak for the the actual health of the game those numbers are kind of completely hidden away but uh for the overwatch league in particular um yeah it's it's a positive thing for sure um how positive i don't know um it it's kind of i don't know i, I don't know if i'm wrong in this but is it not a little skewed because they're rerunning it all the time. Is it not that of other events, other kind of premier esports events don't use yeah. the rerun feature as much? Like there there is there are some questions there for me. Um, but again, overall it seems like a good thing. It's nice to nice to see that it's not, you know it's not bad. Going no, absolutely not. Yeah. That and I don't know if didn't LCS have their last like regular season competitions like I don't last know week that lined up but yeah they pretty sure they did yeah so that that's good Every, like again everything everything about this is a good thing um mm -hmm. it's not it's not the end all be all like we've cracked the code pandora's box is opened uh, you know overwatch league is going to be a success because this week we have you know it's nice to see that in week what are we in three of stage two that people are still interested that's really good that's been a big see, worry that, that the thing is the viewership is actually not that amazing i feel like like we dropped to 60k quite often it is yeah. sort of with we, like especially in europe i don't know what it's like in the us but mm -hmm. we're getting like the first summer vibes here we had vacation days as well sure sure and the viewership probably drops across twitch but in general i think there was a big drop off uh, for stage 2 and i th mm. i think the Overwatch League system itself doesn't like inherently makes it so that stage two and stage three will always drop viewership. Boy, don't you get ahead of us here, boy. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that later on. We're talking about the Overwatch League structure because it's a, it's a, this specifically prefaces a lot of different interesting ideas. So For we're sure. going to go to that in a second. Overall, congratulations to Overwatch League. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned because there's no other tournament organizers there. Number one, there's only, it's only 800,000 more than what Tifu and Ninja. Like, you yeah, kinda, it, it's, it's really interesting to know that one single person playing a game brings in 80% of the viewership of what yeah. a 200 and 
or you know three hundred million dollar league or whatever the buy-ins were times twenty now on Twitch, know. yeah, yep, yeah. I, I, on Twitch, to be fair, just completely on. Twitch. I mean, that's a whole nother bag know, of worms right? you want to get into. Do you think Twitch is gonna be back? Are we? Because I think that deal's ticking down. Think Twitch is coming back? You think we're going to MLG.tv? I don't know if any other. Uh, I don't know if any other websites have going the infrastructure Facebook? to do command center. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's specifically a Twitch thing. Um, I think that's a technology for much of it. I personally wouldn't have minded watching on MLG TV. They had like these in bait built stats. They yeah. have the technology from the player. I think they personally, had a better, always, better, had a better player. No. Yeah, like, like higher yeah, it was like twelve thousand rather than the sixty five hundred or whatever. That uh, at least in season one, I ha I don't know what it is anymore. Uh, Benchmob, yeah. no, Overwatch League is not going to Tinder. <laughs> it's not going to be streamed on Tinder. So swipe right uh, for stats. Swipe right for stats. Uh, good. Yikes. So, anyways, either way, that's kind of an interesting stat. We're going to keep watching those and see kind of how that goes throughout. Mm. Of the time. Let's talk about Definitely. last. Uh, well, actually, we have one trade this week, and this one hits a little close to home. Uh, being here in San Jose, just you know, forty-five minutes away from San Francisco. Uh, Sleepy from the San Francisco Shock, uh, famed, maybe not so famed, but this really solid Zen player. Uh, I'd say popular. Yeah, seems like popular. the community has kind of latched onto him. Dude clicked heads often. You know when he when he right clicked. It, you uh, and he was on man. He could he could he's gonna. But anyways, he's going from the shock to the Washington Justice. Uh, Joe, I know. So actually, I want to go Yiska first. You yeah. You weren't the most pumped about this trade. It seems so uninspired. Like okay, so part of me hoped that the arc trade, knowing that they probably play, paid a good chunk sure was like okay we're now bringing in the big bucks with like changing all this team like we're trying to uh, make it a lot better don't get me wrong sleepy is an upgrade but i would have liked to see more i'm not i'm not gonna lie i think there's still some talent out there of course other people are also vying for the same talent and it's very possible that, for instance, someone like Rice wasn't affordable. I, I know that Shock at times are pretty okay with the buyouts they have let players have just for them to continue having a career. They're pretty real in that regard, as mm -hmm. Dallas would be, for instance. And um, yeah, I wonder if how much the buyout if there was a buyout whatever it is right like just like i imagine there was he he wasn't going to realistically start up ahead of violet because violet is just one of the best new zens in the league mm -hmm. and then he now gets a chance on that other team but yeah i uh, i think for a mid-season pickup like it there there is more logistics to signing players, especially in the midseason, that I think you're giving them credit for. Um, you know, if, if you want to chase after Juan Jaley slash Rise, um, you have to wait. He's not of age yet, um, if I remember correctly. Um, you have to give him a visa. So, you know, how much is that investment going to impact your season right now? Um, you know, for for the money, yeah, yeah of course. I don't think it was that much. I don't think it was near arc payment levels but 
Um, I think it's fine. I think it's just a flat upgrade. I think it's an immediate placement that you can have that should see some some benefits. Um, you know, reportedly he wasn't he hadn't been practicing with the team. You know, it, it was kind of a last minute deal. Um, should be should be a, a net positive thing overall. And if they do want to make like big wide sweeping changes, then I'd be looking at midseason for that. If they're going to sign like you know a foreign player, whether it be European or or Korean or maybe even Chinese, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Especially, I think they're not done. Oh, but God, no. So, with that said, like it depends on what kind of aspirations they have, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just finishing out the season strong, maybe maybe making the stage playoff late could be a fine goal. Sure, sure. Like it, it, those moves don't speak to me that they are taking on the fight to like. You know, no, no, no. really think, turn the team around. I think they're trying to. Um, they're going to have to do a lot more. I'll agree with you there. I think they're going to have to make some pretty big, I'd say, cuts from the top down, and the roster will kind of change because of that. You you start at the top yeah. and get people in who have a better yeah. grasp. I mean, let's not forget the the guy or the position with the vision <laughs> um, is going to change soon, right? And that in itself could bring about a big change, for instance. Mm. So, and I'm of course talking about you know Kate Mitchell, GM. Sure, I I, I, I don't know. We'll do you see. think do you think they'll be that'll change things? Because I don't. I don't think that changes much of anything. But maybe not. Maybe the restrictions that the the owners impose are just like so limiting that the, there's just no change possible anymore, as well. And that is ba- basically also most definitely the case for some other Overwatch League teams. Sure. So that would be outrageous, right? Like that's sadly standard for some of those teams. Um, but yeah, it it will be interesting to see. I I think that. That like the justice and the mayhem have to get their their stuff together. Um, we saw Shanghai at least do some big moves postseason. Obviously, their midseason moves weren't uh, as um, optimistic as they hope they were. Um, but I'm hoping that teams have learned from that and uh, are going to be as uh, aggressive as they're quoted as being um, and hopefully these midseason moves are going to be big and they can turn around their season because um, it's not doing any of us any good. It's not doing the, the, the league any good. It's not doing the investors any good when you have teams that struggle to find wins. I think that's, that's not good. That's just a, a net bad thing. And I think it's uh, disappointing. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I want to talk about last week's games though, for a second, let's just move on. Talk about last week's games for a second. Because uh, there was one really, I think, really, 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 really surprising result in yeah. all of this. <laughs> and I'm going to take it to Yiska first. NYXL falling to Atlanta Rain. Three to one. What? Yeah. That, that was definitely the biggest upset of the season. If possible, maybe the biggest upset we've seen in regular season play, I would say. I would have to yeah. think about the Some you know, playoffs play once again. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But yeah, that was quite insane. Also, that they then dropped the series against Guangzhou yeah, right after. Sense. That was insane. Like we looked looked at the charge game. I think I have a better understanding now. But I think what is happening with Atlanta is they are pretty good at prepping. Mm. And if a team plays a specific style, I think they're pretty bad at making up solutions on the fly. Like you could probably just curveball them uh, to death uh, fairly reliably. Um, I will also say that they, some players had standout performances for, for their relative level. Dogman played very well, like had a b bunch of very important first skills. Especially on Jonak, for instance, uh, didn't look as impressive on uh, against the charge, where Shu, by all means, was the better flex support in that mm -hmm. match. Um, so you think it was part stylistic difference, and then part like all in from Atlanta, like just all in New York, and and really take it to him. And then you know, I know that you guys had uh, done some content and review for the Atlanta charge game, and uh, mm. it sounded like they did look a little lost. Um, do you think that was the case? Do you think it's more of a stylistic thing and New York maybe sleeping on them as they kind of tend to possible, do? Possible that New York didn't take that match that seriously. Um, it's also possible that just a lot of things converged to sure. work again. Uh, Daku certainly played a very good series uh, and Dogman, so they had really like in their spectrum of the, what these players are capable of, they were definitely like towards the uh, upper side of the spectrum, and mm. that simply wasn't the case for the charge series. Like also a lot of um, communication mistakes against charge. Charge itself looked much better than we gave it credit for. Like a lot of people, me including, had them among the worst teams um, this stage, and they definitely stepped it up there. Uh, yeah. It's it looks crazy on paper, so the the discrepancy itself, mm -hmm. the win is still crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, that's the, pretty wild. Divide between like winning against NYXL and then dropping against Charge, like that was, uh, like Charge getting much better, yeah. uh, playing a lot of wacky stuff, and then Atlanta not having standout performances, and then it made sort of more sense. Hmm. Uh, Joe, Yeska, do either of you feel like Baby Bay factored well into the the upset over the charge? Like, I mean, he's obviously still new here. Do you think that this is a team that maybe would not have won were it uh, not Baby Bay hanging out with them? I still, I still think Baby Bay is a poor man's friend. Still think that. I need to All know. Right. I need to know what goes on behind, like what kind of uh, role he plays within the team. I know, and I've, I've mentioned this before. He's very, very vocal. Um, if he is kind of leading the charge and you know calling the shots a little bit, but isn't there mechanically, um, it's possible that he was just you know prepared. He had all the notes memorized from the coaching staff. Like going into New York, he just had them. Play booked out, right? That's a possibility. I I can't 
uh, it's hard for me to speculate on if that's necessarily the case. I'd love to, to maybe get Brad on and maybe have him kind of talk about the signing and what uh, what he thought about it. So, Brad, if you're watching, I'm going to come to you. Sure like, he I, is. Yeah. Against Charge, Baby Bay really felt like a little bit like a space cadet. Like, I mean, yeah, there are times where he all just over like, the place focusing like like the one thing that stuck in my head was uh go to busan and then what's it called where there's like uh the the private the mecca base the walls that go up mecca base yeah Mechabase. um like Pokpo is completely somewhere else in Dako, and he's like hunting chara for no reason mm. and it's it's just like some space cadet play where you're not really in the zone and sure um not really on the same page as your tanks. So, mm. fair enough. So let's. Uh, so I, I need to. Man, is this actually right? We need. I need to make sure that this is right because but. it doesn't feel. Before I go into my next question, week three. Yeah, week three. So let's talk about the Dallas Fuel for for a second. So uh, last week, Dallas Fuel go zero and eight. In their map differential against Seoul Dynasty and Vancouver Titans. Not super surprising uh, for Vancouver, but, you know, Seoul specifically. Yeah, the Seoul match was pretty shocking uh, to me. Was was not, uh, yeah, just not really great. And we were, we're, we're coming off the cusp where a lot of analysts in the Overwatch League, outside of the Overwatch League, ourselves are starting to ask the question, are the Dallas Fuel a team along with the LA Gladiators that can kind of jockey themselves into that top five in Overwatch League? One of them is. The and, other one, and we had kind I of don't. said, like, yeah, we actually think that they might be after the results from this week. Either of you think that the Dallas Fuel are actually a top five team in Overwatch League right now? That takes a lot of no. faith. No. <laughs> No. no, absolutely not. No, I think yeah. they had the chance to become one, and then Soul just body backed them, and now it's almost definitively the case that they are yeah. not a top five team. I I need to see some more better. Like I I said this kind of in private. Like I have not been a big fan of Closer. Um, let me see if I can remember what match it was that I thought he kind of fed his brains out. Um, oh, against Paris. I rewatched that Paris game against uh, Dallas, and I was not impressed with his positioning. It felt like he was getting lapped on charge constantly, not going for aggressive boops. Like uh, maybe they're trying to go for this passive, like NYXL esque style, but pff, like not a great, not a great look. Not 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 too impressed by him. Um, that might catch some flack, but I'm pretty pretty confident in saying that. No, I, th I think they might be I, I honestly I think they might actually drop a few maps to Valiant to be completely honest with you I think Valiant are looking up I think uh, I, I think they might struggle against Valiant a little bit hmm. see in my <laughs> mind I think there's a possibility <laughs> that um, the local matchup especially around Texas like that might be a little bit intimidating for the Dallas players to play at home like in front awesome. of your own crowd. Awesome. I'm not sure. Like it doesn't. It, it necessarily can have some the serious reverse effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's yeah. one thing I want to pose to each of you. To hold, so pin a pin in it. Um, 
how uh, what's the over under that there's more Houston fans that show up to the Ooh. Dallas <laughs> Oh, that would be ah. I think can... I, Houston's got one hell of a fan base. What, what you think about them that goes out the window for a moment, right? But just the sheer number of like, oh, there's a game in in Texas. Oh, let me just hop on over the fuel it's not next door by any means but the fuel fan base though is nothing to sneeze at sure they're sure. just less annoying on social media definitely <laughs> uh could be uh few less shows high some passion though you know? you know show some passion those those passionate fans might be buying up them tickets Buying up them. I mean, tickets. I think that's the design. That has to be the design, right? For the the last uh, the last game of the stage, being Houston versus Fuel. Right. See, like that has to be the design. last game of the week. The week. week. Sorry, did I? What yeah. did I say? Stage. Stage. Week. Week. Yeah. Week. Especially at home. Gonna yeah. be a big. So you had, know, who wins Texas? It's a Texas homestand. Yes. Is what it is. They want to see that there. Anything more than 65, 35, though, I'd be super surprised. But still, 35%, especially at the decibel and like the uh, the the hertz and the kilohertz that those screams get up to. I don't think uh, I don't think you need much more than that. Uh, The 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 Houston Outlaws fans are screamers. That you you cannot deny. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to. It's going to be a bigger slaughter than the next Game of Thrones episode, and it's like almost competing with it in the time slot. It's like the the Green Walkers, like just like. Oh man! <laughs> Game yeah. of Thrones. By the way, Game of Thrones has four weeks to pick up before I never watch it again. Oh so. come on! I you say that now? I and again, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Joe, you can there's only four you weeks want. left. That that you can there's you can chastise me all you want. Left, I Joe. might pick it up once it's, once it's there's done. There's only four Maybe weeks when it's done. left. That's the joke. You say that now, just just from my tangential knowledge of what's going on, especially in the show, I think you're going to be completely flipping the script by next week. Yeah, I think okay. next week you're going to be like, oh, Game of Thrones is so good. Like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean can, that, that's, can, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm telling them. It's like don't, don't explain to him. Just let the viewers uh, enjoy this one. All right. Anyways, that was totally tangential. Something. Ga- I don't know. How Game it's of Thrones got so brought wild. into this. Yeah. By the way, uh, I've loved them. I've loved the sh- the episodes. All right, we yeah. gotta I get shop. We're not going here. Oh my god. Anyways, Joe is the Green Walker. Uh, come play WoW with me, Joe. <laughs> All right, last one, uh, kind of fun. Shanghai Dragons three zero the Houston Outlaws. So we're kind of we're kind of dropping back in the rankings a little bit. We're not talking top teams, we're not talking top playoff teams. We're talking Shanghai Dragons and Houston Outlaws. Yeah, teams you know maybe ten to sixteen. I don't know. Yeah. Like you know that Come giant on, cluster f- that that whole thing is right there. Yes. So, uh, anyways. First of all, Shanghai Dragons 3-0-ing Houston with two matches left. The Dragons are currently sixth in stage two and play the Washington Justice and San Francisco Shock. Is this the stage that we, uh, and I believe they're, they're three and two right now. So Yiska has mm. said a thing on the show that four and three is what you're shooting for if you want to make playoffs. At yes. minimum, yeah. At, well, yeah, and at minimum, right? I don't think 
I don't I don't know the math on it, but it's highly unlikely that you that you go you know less than that and and make playoffs. Yiska, is this a Shanghai Dragons team that we're gonna see in the playoffs here for stage two? <sighs> Dude. They are at plus two. That's not good. They're close. I mean, it's definitely not good. Like, do but they? Like, do they? I mean, it kind of depends on if they four zero the justice, right? They get four zero by shock, though. That sure. is the problem. But a plus, 100%. but a four three plus two. Yeah, I th- is like, let's probably see. Let's stage, wait, stage let's one. See. The lowest map differential that got in was plus three, and that was Boston. But it also That's didn't have three yet. people with zero wins. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, think three right. teams. I don't have I don't have the page open right now. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I, I don't have the but there's three teams with no wins in stage two. Let's see. I have it open. This thing is no wins. You've got three teams. You have Houston, Washington, Florida. Oh yeah. Have yeah, zero yeah. wins. So currently. I believe one has only played four matches though, so um Houston has played three, three and yeah. they have won one map. That is pretty surprising. <laughs> they have won one map out of three matches. They are negative nine differential. They're due. Ice Ham Jealous <sighs> says they're due. Uh yeah. So is this something like this is is this a t- t- do I think Shanghai has a good shot at making it in, but I don't think it's going to be up to them. I think that they have to 4-0 Justice. If they drop a map, it's going to be even harder. Um, And you're not beating Shock. No chance in hell. Can they take Um, one? Can they take two? Can they they force a real weird like Uh, 2-1? Where they win one and they tie one? It doesn't feel likely. Um, I'm not even convinced they will for justice to be honest. Yeah, shock shock have not lost a map this stage. We talked about last week, and apparently, this is on my bad because I usually do like the little scouting, like let's talk about little bits here. Mm -hmm. We talked about NYXL not dropping a match, and they lose a whole series to Atlanta. How's it going, guys? Yeah, uh, the SF shock, on the other hand, are 20 0 map differential. I don't I don't think they're a team that is gonna drop maps here. Um week five. So you trust I, I trust Shock. You trust Shock's ability to not drop maps over the I guess I would say uh the Justice's ability to contest maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we right. know they drop maps against bad teams, right? They they played three one against Florida. They played three zero against Houston. Yeah. In general, the delta of their games is pretty like they. They're not amazing with- by any means. Like they'll they'll lose maps. Um, yeah, but I think there's a good chance that we could see them. And this there, is their best chance. I there think. are quite a few teams who haven't played. So like the Dragons are three and two. But mm-hmm. you have quite a few, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams, eight teams that have played four matches or less so far. So Real talk on that subject, the Houston Outlaws might not win a game this stage. Yeah. Who do they have left? They play at, so at home or in, in Dallas, I should say. They play Seoul. You're not beating Seoul. They play Dallas. 
it'd be a stretch to even give them a couple maps, right? Um, then they play Guangzhou, who have looked better, mm -hmm. looked a lot better. That's going to be a tough ask. Don't think mm. you beat them. And then you go London, who again, massive improvements. Yeah. You're not beating London. They're 4 0 right yeah. now. Haven't played yeah. the toughest teams. There's a good They're chance the Houston Outlaws do not win a game in stage two. No yeah. matches won. 0 oh, 7. So what what's your over under on that though? Give me your percentages. Like if I'm I'm gonna give you ten bucks right now. How much are you giving me? Go ahead. This is an audio uh, I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I can, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> do I play that? Like, I don't know that I'm, I'm in the position to do caster math. Um, I, I'd say it's likely that they don't, they do not win. Give me a, give me a, give me a, you want to give you, you a percentage? Bucks. Give me a, give me a, a fake 10 bucks. So I'm going to give I'd you be 10 willing, bucks. I'd be willing to bet up to like, granted, this is speaking to my ignorant stupidity, but like a hundred dollars that they don't. So I give you ten. Give me one? ten to one. Come on, dude. It's I not don't ten think to it's one. likely. I don't think it's, it's not likely ten at all. to one though. Come on, yeah. it's no, like it's ten to one. Highest I would go is like three to one, like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. But I give you one better. I think they're going zero and eleven in a row. So oh, they lost for, for map differential. Or, no, no. Or are you talking like, just eleven? Get matches matches lost, lost in a row. Yeah. So they started losing at the last week of stage one against Atlanta Rain. Then they're going to lose all of stage two. And then stage three, their first matches are, I believe, against New York Excelsior, San Francisco Shock, and Boston Uprising. That would make it 0-11. And then the week after is Paris. I think they meet Paris? You want to hear something that's going to just... Oh man, it's gonna break Yiska's brain. Okay. Joe is gonna go like red. I'm gonna say that Houston Outlaws are gonna beat the Dallas Fuel at the end of the weekend. Ooh. I don't hate that idea. Just I really don't either. Up. Like it's uh, Dallas. It's gonna be the. It's, so here's, here's me, the thing. It's gonna be Houston one of those things. Either. It's gonna be one of the one of those things where I have to read through your stupid YouTube comments of like, what a stupid take, and I'm gonna be wrong, and I'm gonna be like, okay, you're so smart. I'm gonna say it. If there's a if there's a game for them to win over the next four or five weeks, it's the grand finale in Texas against Dallas. Oh, but they do not look good though. Do Dallas look they good? Really? Do Dallas not look good? Not as bad as Houston though. Not as bad as Houston. Yeah, but I will Houston, say. Houston is like the epitome of like consistently inconsistent. They'll like turn it on for like the most mm. random weeks. They're the they're the original Atlanta Rain beats uh, beats NYXL. That's that's Houston. Yeah, not Dude. not no. Houston plays up to the level of their opponent very often. But I will, what I will say is I hate I don't like Houston. By the way, <laughs> like this is no not, no I, this I know, is not know. Team Houston here. This is just saying like if I'm gonna take a, a, an over under I, bet, I'm gonna say yeah. that Houston. I disagree with you, Sky. Houston wins this week and then doesn't win for the next whatever, how many mm. matches that is. I think it's close. Dude, I, th I think the two matches that they could win are Dallas and Guangzhou, but I'd still if they, if they win both matches in Texas, Texas hot is real. 
Texas is real. Hard. It's real. I'm, ta- I'm taking it. I'm I mean, taking it same seriously. Thing that man. we said kind of about Boston. If, like if Boston could get gets into playoffs and does these things, we believe in the system and we'll sure. start, you know, giving them the benefit uh, of the doubt. They're not giving me any moment, kind of though. hope. Yeah. yeah, there's no hope to be given. There's no track record of success. The roster's in free fall. Jake's out of it. Uh, you have your GM arguing with people on Twitter and going on hour long rants. I don't Those know, guys. Pets, I don't think Houston muscles, is going though. real well. I Those think Houston shoulder muscles. Have you seen it? It's just like boom. Oh, sure. I Houston not good. No boy, no inside and out. I would imagine. All right, fair enough. We man, we're uh, way off this week. <laughs> We've got we got to go through pretty quickly on this one. What are we at for mm-hmm. time here? Where are we uh, at? Yeah, we're at fifty two minutes. We're doing all right. Let's talk about some games of the week, though. Here, Texas Homestand Edition. I don't have a uh, sounder, so just... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What? Is, am I, like, suffering Mandela effect, or did I... Did they not change the, the branding of this whole thing? Was it not the Homestead? I've never seen Homestead, except for other people not... Not directly. Like, I feel like it's more of an autocorrect issue than a branding uh, issue. Okay, homestand. Maybe. Homestead doesn't make any stent sense. Stents. Homestand stead stents. I I mean it doesn't make maybe any it's sense me. to me. Could be just me, but again, don't need to der- derail any farther on that. Anyways. Coming up, there's three, well, kind of four uh um, matches that we want to highlight this week. Not bad considering we only got two days of matches. Yeah. By the also, way. God damn it. Are these matches awful? Oh, they are not my favorite. <laughs> I'll say that for sure. It was, yeah, you know, it was, yep. All right. So not good. Let's, uh, so before we go any further, a reminder Homestand starts at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday and 10 a.m. Pacific time on Sunday. So, you know, really? Yep. That's early. Pacific, I mean, they're central time. So that's sure. That's even early. 11 and like 12. Eastern, though. Mm hmm. That's like early, early. I mean, it's not so. It's it's an hour earlier. One day is an hour earlier than how Overwatch League normally starts. Because it normally starts yeah. at noon, right? And one mm. one day they start at eleven. This, yeah, no. this is not an incredible concept. I'm surprised you guys are so smart. Wait, no, it's three hours earlier than the earliest time. Yeah, didn't you just say that it started at like nine a.m. your time? Pacific time. They start central. Dallas is central. Uh, be, call me Papega. I'm lost. Anywho. Plus yeah. two. Plus two hours. So 11 sure. a.m. You're not. I'm. And 12 p.m. You, you're not going to explain it to me. I'm just stupid. Just I'm checked out at this point. Volumel right. in the chat. You're going to like yeah, Volumel. The, ep- the episode of Game of Thrones in six weeks. Kicked Volumels in chat, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm our next. Anyways, <laughs> least important of them all. Uh, anyways, that's when they're happening. Chengdu sure. Hunter versus London Spitfire. Chengdu, of course, the Moss. I, I love saying this in front of Volumel. It's the Moss Seven Club of Overwatch League. Uh, they are. Tell me they aren't, but they are. 
So Chengdu currently two and two, nine and seven with a plus two differential going up against the London Spitfire four and oh, 12, two and two. Strong, strong doing all right. Is there a world? And I'm, you know what? I'm going to give this to Joe first. I haven't asked Joe first a lot. Is there a world where Chengdu overcome the London Spitfire in Dallas? No. Um, we talked about this uh, earlier. Um, I'm not completely bought in with London, but I'm much more willing to be comfortable putting them as favorites in their matches now. I think they look... They finally look like they have their bearings with their roster. They have their bearings with the metagame. Everything looks positive. There's still some um, reservations I have with London and in particular Seoul that there's going to come a time where they just throw a match and you don't know why. There's really no rhyme or reason why they just throw all of a sudden. Um, is that going to happen here? No, I've I not been a big fan of Chengdu. Uh, I thought they were going to do really well. For whatever reason, it feels like they've just become a, a massive cheese team, whereas last stage, I thought that they had just a very different style rather than just being gimmicky. Um, now it feels like they're too much far. They're, they're too far gone from the rest of the pack to uh, to, to really make any uh, any stabs. I think everybody is massively improved. I think London's massively improved. Um yeah, I, I don't think uh, this is going to be close. I think this is probably London 4-0 without much effort. Like, Whoa, okay. Like, I, th I think, like, we talk about, like, the clown fiesta and how you don't want to play into Chengdu style. What's Chengdu style right now? They want, they like to play DPS outside of their weird Symmetra leapfrog strats. Oh, you want to run DPS against London? Oh, okay. Here's Profit. Here's Bergring. Granted, he hasn't looked great this season. Put him on some DPS probably does a lot better. Legacy DPS player. Yeah. I think that's a team that no matter what style Chengdu throws at them, you could just mimic them and just be better at it. If it's goats, cool. Here's our goats. You're dead. Oh, you want to play DPS? We'll play DPS into you. You're dead. Like, I, I, I don't see a world where Chengdu does well. Yeah, no. Like, London is going to clap that. And... The, the fun thing about London is I don't know if there's a player in the Overwatch League that currently is more in tune with the meta, what's going on, how it's played, the different play styles, how the opponent plays, and possibly... Like, that is an outlier experience where, in terms of game sense, I'm not sure if we've seen a player more in tune with how it's played right now than uh, Fury is at the moment. Sure. This guy sure. reads the diary of every single Zarya he's playing against. Like, oh, I'm, I'm insecure. Like, I'm not sure if I can bake this cake on, on the weekend. He knows about that shit everywhere, dude. Like, the amount of graphs he eats is unreal. The, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly impressed with him and Janu in particular. First person of him is miraculous and has been for much of the season, I would say. Like, this is, at this point, Profit is still nuts on basically everything he plays. I think Fury shines brighter right now. It is a meta for that, but my god, dude, like, it is pretty nuts how, um, how he, 
Uh, I will, yeah, I think carries that team. Fair enough. I, so here's the thing. I'm not I'm not wild on the gladiators in the sense that, you know, they're a six and oh team right now, and I'm like Yeah. It doesn't mean they're the best team in Overwatch League. Uh obviously they've I mean what they haven't really what, Soul? Did they play Soul? Who? I feel like they played Gladiators. Yeah. I think they did. Not this stage. Let me look. Hold on. Continue. Uh but you know, the London Spitfire are a team that I am legitimately optimistic about. Uh, they've played some teams. They haven't always played like they, they haven't been decisive. But they've been decisive enough, like two one over Florida. You're like, ooh, that's awkward. Uh, four over Atlanta rain. You're like, oh, that's expected. Uh, two one over fusion. You're like, OK, that says something. And then this last week, 4-0, the uprising, like they've they've just looked better overall. I'm trying to see, am I missing another? So Gladiators beat Soul in week one. Mm -hmm. That was that was their okay. only real test, right? Yeah. Uh, like if you look at it from a power rankings perspective. Mm -hmm. Like that was yeah. the only team that you look at and go, hmm, yeah, if there's a so team far. to be an upset. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, they didn't play the toughest match by in by a country mile. Yeah. And dude, this happens to it is unreal. I won okay, they couldn't have known the power distributions. But like it's it's some neo matrix level shit how the top teams avoid each other in this schedule. It's unreal. Can we have a fucking well, good match so many duds. stage playoffs? There's just so many duds. There are a Dude. lot of duds, and I don't even la like last season we had this, but it wasn't to this extent. I felt like no, um, like did we? I feel like I think we, we had I some feel pretty like we big added, duds, but you know, for the most 70 percent of the teams, but we added three hundred percent the number of bad teams. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'm I gonna mean, go. Yeah, I don't know. I want to go on to this next one. I want to talk about Houston Outlaws versus Dallas Fuel. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say Outlaws are taking this one. <laughs> Three to two. Exactly how me. I want it. I know. I get it. Disagree with me all you want. This needs to be fun. Houston Outlaws are going to. I don't want them to win. I don't think they should win. I don't think they're a better team than Dallas Fuel, but I think they're going to find a way to beat Houston Outlaws here. Joe. Yes. What do I think? I not a lot. I think this is pretty cut and dry for me. I'm not a huge fan of Dallas. Uh, I think they've been pretty sloppy, but I think that they'll have a lot harder time against Valiant than they will against Houston. I think Valiant seem to be getting on the same page. They seem to be improving slightly. Um, I, I, Houston does not look good i think inside and out they're burning um i can't wait for this team to finally get done with their logistical nightmare um of, of trying to sell whatever infinite esports whatever I, I i'd love to see this team actually start to make changes because i'm tired of seeing them week by week can i just say by the way how much courage it takes for me to disagree with both joe and yiska just <laughs> say just say to go against the grain of these two is just kind of like saying I don't know, like, I'm going to make a unoxygenated rocket and go to the moon. 
hey homie well, i had some, I had, some I, had, I had some bad takes last week if you would have asked me about something like you missed some absolute duds of mine like oh chengdu beats gladiators no dallas beating seoul no um boston edging out over london Anyways. no but i i appreciate that you can still like believe in that human aspect and whatever but i'm just he's too like an, a jaded old esports guy that's just like nah they're gonna get clapped that shit doesn't happen in esports <laughs> like all right there you go. Well, I I hope that next week I can just pounce on both of your faces. So so this is this is where you double down. Does Guangzhou lose to Houston in week five? Yes. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yes. I literally think that the biggest factor going in, and I, I'm definitely a read the room type of person. The biggest factor for Houston Outlaws playing out of their minds this week is the fact that they're in Texas. Put them, put them back in Burbank. Dallas Fuel wins this three-one. I would be so much more willing to agree with you if, weirdly enough, if they had Jake, if they didn't rotate Arhan into the roster, which seems to be permanent. If they had Jake, who seems yeah. to be an emotional center point of this team. At try, home, try they rally around him. Team. I'd be try playing your bad team in Texas without Jake. They're not going to do it. Jake's going to play. Double nope. down. Nope. <laughs> Jake's going to play. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be much more willing to give that to Houston. Overwatch, Jake... Overwatch is an anime to you, isn't it? You know, you think you think the hero returns there are magi- with the bottom There are magical moments in competition. Is Jake the Night King? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Uh, so, <laughs> just uh, I, if if there were a time for us to see Jake, it's in Houston. It's to energize that crowd. They are emotional. Yes, these are all uh, quantitative or quali- qualitative. Qualitative. Yeah. Qualitative. Thank you. And uh oh man. IO Stucks gone Whoa. from Uprising Academy. If he's not signing a deal with an Overwatch League team, you're a f- joke. <laughs> uh was that too quick of a hot take? Like <laughs> I I think that's more tame than the Houston beating Dallas one. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, they failed to make playoffs. Yes, they yeah. had some uh big like Probably or like this roster was shuffled around because mm-hmm. you know they sold some players and then they had some other restriction, had some other problems. So, were supposedly had players signed, whatever, like that back and forth that can rattle a season for you. But yeah, ultimately the the requirements I suppose for uh, an uprising team that wants to continue selling players, not selling players while making trials. Yep, that's true. I don't know. I'm going to like, I don't even want to read. I don't even want to read the comments this week. Can I just say, <laughs> I don't want to read the comments. Tripod's <sighs> looking up from his. Don't have to. It like, needs to even be close. Somebody... If it's within, if, if, yeah, if, if Houston take it to two to one or three to two, I'll, I'll look at this as a victory. I'll, 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 I'll give you this. I think if they play Jake, I think they can take him out. I I'm think they can win. I'm telling you, hot takes here. 
I don't. I, about, I think Jake's. It's about I think damn Jake's time one of us did it. I, I think he is too, but it's it's a lot more lucrative. Oh, you, a lot you more want me to fun, absolutely ruin the YouTube? A lot more lucrative, a lot more fun, and uh, a lot more consistent if you just cast and you don't actually play. Hmm. Tell, tell me it's not. It's not. It is. I know how much those guys make. All right. Game three. Uh, Spark versus Hunters. Big one. And this is this is kind of a, a double one. Uh, because Joe added it last minute. Uh, Spark played Chengdu and London. Yeah. Let's talk about Chengdu versus Spark first. See, this is this is where I go. Is Spark head and shoulders above Chengdu at every style, like I said London was? And I don't think they are. So I think they actually have to prep pretty hard for Chengdu. Whereas I don't think... I, I think there's a lot of separation of practice where you have to practice against a lot of weird stuff when you play Chengdu. And you don't have to practice a lot of weird stuff when you play Paris. If, if it's, you know, if you look at London, they play Paris and then they play Chengdu. But there again, I think you can wash Chengdu. You don't have to prep. You don't, I don't think you have to prep for them. I think that mechanically at the at a foundation, like you should be able to beat them pretty handily. Um, Spark, I think, is going to all in Chengdu, and I think they're going to lose to Paris. I think it's close versus Chengdu, but I have to give it to Spark. All right. Yiska, where are you at, man? I, I think. That's why the last of my power I bring myself to care about this team. <laughs> oh man, is that a shit fucking matchup? Oh yeah, man, I mean, I care less. Are you oh. are you really impressed with any of these matches, to be fair? The, no, none of these I'm not matches impressed are with good. any of the matches none happening matches in Overwatch League right now. There's like, no good matches. No, that's why the no outlaws have to be the fuel, otherwise put me to sleep, <laughs> play the crickets. I'm done. Call the anesthesiologist. I'm ready to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... I can't wait. I cannot conceive of a reality where people say they don't care about stage playoffs because that is the only time we in Overwatch League get to see top four or even top five teams play with each other. Like, it's, it's unreal to me that that is an opinion that is being held. Like, I mean, is it is it really that surprising to you? Because most of these fans are just fans of one team. Like they don't care about good. They care about their team. They care about yeah. I need <sighs> I need the Atlanta Rain to win. I don't care about New York versus San Francisco. Couldn't care less. Does it really surprise you that that's the case? Doesn't surprise me personally. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Honestly, the the bottom tier is too big, but sure. man, is the mid tier like just mid tier is not too far off to be completely honest. I think there's like two separate tiers within the mid. Like there's some like lower middle of the pack, and then there's the upper middle of the pack that can kind of like take some some maps here and there. Um, but yeah, just just very very dud heavy. A lot of a lot of birds for planes to fly into. It's not not fun. No bueno. Man, kind of tired of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Like last stage, it wasn't any better. Like we had, I think, the week three, four. It's just like, four or five somewhere in there. It was just in my mind, like, and oh, nah, these stage playoffs, we we can do without them. I really didn't like shock against Vancouver in the stage playoffs. 
I could do without. Make the season a little bit shorter so I can shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come on. Dang it, dude. I got to leave. So here's the thing. I have to now remove the clean tag from the podcast. Yeah, he's, he's dropped too many. Unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's uh, when people have two bad opinions. I can't. <laughs> You okay. can't just like summon your narcolepsy to. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm yeah. on heavy Adderall to make it through the week. So. <laughs> Jeez. Are you telling me now you're 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 removing the clean tag and now you're abusing prescription drugs? Is that what you're telling me? Um. No. Also, non-prescribed drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Yiska, I'm sorry, but I don't think we have time for your owl format conversation. That's fine. We yeah, we'll, we'll put that up there with the old roster lock to, to break in case of emergency. And there's nothing yeah. really to talk about. Sure we have we'll, a roll we'll, we'll queue see. conversation queued up and we yep, have the yep. owl format conversation queued up, yep. queued up. So, uh, let's, we do have a couple mailbag questions. Chat, continue to bring those questions. Yeah, bring to them us. up. We'll, we'll do like a quick little lightning round and yeah, we can do, uh, wrap we can, up and we can get on out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got another, like, normally we don't go longer than like 75 minutes is the goal, but we're, we're going to go a little long this week. Uh, mm -hmm. question number one, and sorry, uh, because we don't have the name of the person who answered. That's my it. bad. So uh, blame you. You know guy. who you are. You know who you answer. What you do you think of London's improvements, and do you think they can keep this upward trend going into playoffs? Uh, Joe. That's first. where I have to add. Like, I, I need more context because I'm a, a big whiny baby uh, and need to do everything. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you do you mean season playoffs do you mean stage playoffs like i i agree for both of them for the most part but um yeah i think it's stage playoffs. I, I, i'd like some clarifications if it's stage then yeah definitely if it's season probably but yeah apt apt cricket moment <laughs> no i think like the fact that they can get off ryan more frequently is good um, yeah yeah I also think, yes, once again, like they have some marvelous players on that roster. I think Nuss also <sighs> improved. Um, and I, I love how painful that is for you to say. Yeah, his movement looks better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think they, they won't be a, a buy in playoffs for the top three teams. But. No, I think I think it's going to actually be really interesting to see London in stage playoffs. Like, London for Souls seems, like, interesting as just, mm -hmm. like, a potential hypothetical. Mm -hmm. um, like, London versus Gladiators feels like, okay, like, this will be, this will be kind of good. As long as they keep their form, obviously. Oh. I mean, they've been looking, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? So London have played Florida Mayhem, defeated them two to one, which is not the decisive victory you want to talk about for a top team in Overwatch League. But then they 4-0 Atlanta Reign, who were a playoff team last, uh, last stage, minus DeFran, to be fair. Then you go into two to one over Fusion. Again, close win against a team that is definitely... Like how would you how would you describe the Philadelphia Fusion right now? Middle. Who that was very close to me going back down there. <laughs> I was I was almost hitting that trash button. 
they're 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 not good here, right? But what is not good yeah. for Philadelphia is that ten? Is that fifteen? I think it's below ten. I think that'll be low. It's below ten for sure. But mm-hmm. like, where are they? Fifteen to ten, or are they twenty to fifteen? Right now, in in the current iteration, fourteen, thirteen. Yeah. So, London beating them isn't the most impressive thing no. in the world, I guess, in mm-hmm. that respect. Then we continue on. We go four on the Boston Uprising. That's that's the decisive one, right? That's the one where you kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, London's London's on the up and up. Yeah. Like, By the I, way, just just as a side point, Sideshow actually had them in his, I think, who? Upper Mitya, Sideshow. No, 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 what team? Fusion. Sorry, I've, been, I've been pulling questions. Fusion, upper mid tier. Like, Dude, right now, this guy, stage two? This guy is still living in the treehouse. It's unreal. You never left it, mate. Like, if you think Fusion currently is a top team, you're, you're, that's some lost shit, dude. You're, you're right there. You, you thought you left it. You, you haven't. You're still feeding on Heidi's delicious food. You can still taste it while you're eating cardboard. At the Overwatch League arena, nah, All dude, right. you're like. All right, so so my answer to this is I honestly don't think that I'm not as optimistic about the Spitfire as other people are, because uh. their wins haven't been decisive enough against bad teams. I don't care if they beat good teams. When you can't win decisively against bad teams, it's almost worse. So I don't know. Uh, would you consider agilities washed? All right. Uh, should Surefor be traded from LA Gladiators? <laughs> well, okay, hold on, hold on. I do. I would love to see Agilities actually traded. I I wonder mm-hmm. how many teams has he been. I on wonder now? what he could one. Who would do better washing than Washington Justice? He has uh, only been to, on one. Who am I thinking? You thinking hate of, to thinking send people to jail. What am I? Grim one team. That's very un-American of you, by the way. What? Hating to send people to jail. <laughs> sure. It's a free market. Cue the crickets. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Just for you. Uh, Just who- hating on Americans. <laughs> Name a more iconic duo. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see him within a different system. Um, uh, but but until then, yeah, I, he's not good. Simple as that. Not not a big fan. Uh, I don't I don't want to answer any of these other ones. They no? they could take a little while. They're good ones. They're good questions. I don't think we can. We'll do it keep it short. All right, sure, keep them sure keep them short. Should Surefor be traded from the Gladiators, and does Bishu ever get his job back? I think I think Surefor probably it's I think he'll want to be traded and Bishu will probably leave as well. I think both players probably want to start and I think both players probably could start on some teams in league. Here's here's a play that makes a lot of sense to me but might not internally. Surefor to Dallas. Ooh. I think if they ever if if the our gods allow anything else but a goat's meta, 
Um, and they lost effect, right? Yeah, yeah. And they are still lacking a widow specialist, and they're uh -huh. still, in my mind, Zachary. I'm not sure if he's working out. And also keep in mind, Dallas always put uh, marketability pretty high up on their hiring mm -hmm. list. So in that regard, also Jane having worked with Shofor and stuff like that. Sure. If the shoe fits, right? I think Bishu goes to justice and does well. I like <laughs> that move. I like that move. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, dr should Blizzard take drastic steps to change GOAT's meta, even if they don't come into effect until stage four? Hmm. Yes. I like GOAT's, but it doesn't fit their MO. I think, um, and this could just be my prescription. I think they want to do heavy outreach and they want to bring in people that don't normally watch games and watching two masses of, of avatars run into each other and one kind of emerges the victor isn't really uh, fitting of that. So I think they have to. Except in Hearthstone. Uh, I, I think, Rick, the worst that can happen this season is if they don't and the meta only changes for playoffs trash trash if that's the case that would be uh, terrible now, okay. <laughs> we did talk about this behind the scenes for for a good chunk of time but do you think that these top teams wouldn't be able to adapt i'm not putting it past the league to have some upsets where they don't but i think vancouver probably could adapt really well into that are they going to be the unequivocal top team probably not but i think they'd still be within like that s tier i think shock probably still does fine and i think nyxl still probably pull something together at the very least Do, the my fear is that somehow like a spark sneaks into the playoffs through the play-ins locks their way through locks out on the playoffs and suddenly beat nyxl or vancouver like you, my you, season's ruined you you do not want an mvp sniper you do not want a forgettable champion that just like hey i i, I won guys and you you don't remember anything past that um yeah you you don't want that um it's got to change i i'm still of the opinion it needs to change soon and it can we still have that midweek break so mm -hmm. it, it's definitely a possibility but all in all I, I do think it probably has to change all right last one you guys suck at keeping these quick Yeska. uh do you think houston no, but... could be successful this stage if they had a fully staffed and replaced coaching staff or do you think the playoffs lack thereof is their biggest downfall? You think the players lack thereof is their biggest downfall? Um, players, sorry, thank you. Both. <sighs> I'd say both. Yes. I'd love to see them retool the upper management. It's one um, of the most I, I, consistently I think mediocre teams. And something needs to change. Like, and even they're when, getting even worse. Even when they made playoffs, they were never like, oh my god, they're so good. Yeah, I think they outside know. of like stage one and season one. That's the thing. They know. They just can't. That's their problem. And that's why uh, sure. I cannot 100%. like give full responsibility to them. And also they shouldn't let that come to them because they like if you're bad and your your hands are tied and making positive changes, there's only so much responsibility you can assume. A hundred percent. Do what Shanghai does. Make changes. <laughs> Like you just, can't though. Like they, they, their money's frozen. Sure, mm. but I, I'm, 
that's the, that's the that's big the that's that's where the buck stops it's like that's they the can't problem. do anything because their their management's just like we're trying to sell guys so uh do something yeah which sucks it sucks for everybody it sucks for me it sucks for the viewer it sucks for the league it sucks for the players because i'm sure they would like to be not on a bad team um it just sucks all around um yeah i don't know but yeah, they could do much better. Like there's there's improvements to be made. There's improvements that I'm sure they'd like to do, but they just can't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Houston, they uh, they could they could be good. I think they got yeah. some. They have good pieces. They're they're very much like Florida. They have like some some gems, and then outside of that, it's just like. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I think on that note. I think it's time. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no confirmation that the money is frozen. It's just in reference to their parent organization trying to sell. It's just that much is proven, I think. Yeah, that yeah. that much is like if you're a lot of sources who are reliable in Overwatch, competitive Overwatch have like reported this. So there's always the you know one percent chance of like hey what if everybody's lying and getting bad info that's probably not happening here mm -hmm. right i think that was and, the jacob wolf thing though so i trust yeah, yeah. that I, I trust that but if optic is making moves in other avenues then i have some more questions but maybe we can bring that up next episode i'll have to look into that i think we probably should bring it up next episode because uh, we're a little over you get a little yeah, extra bit. you get a little extra tactical crouch this week uh, thanks guys for hanging out, by the way. Um, fun conversation overall, I think. <laughs> Man, I just like, I don't want to hear your cut. If you, uh, if you post a comment on YouTube about my outlaws pick, I'm you, deleting you dig it. your hole. No, I'm deleting no. It. see, see what, what happens if you're right though. I'll uh, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> bring it right back. Sorry, I'll screenshot yeah, just, it. You love the engagement. A hater and a lover still pays the same CPM. So, yeah. you know, leave your comment. That's fine. Oh, man. All my, my like, cool, my actual outro music, like, the long, I had recreated a, a long one. Ah. Uh, and it went back to my short one. And that makes me upset. <laughs> We're going to try it again. See if, see if it's right. We'll figure it out. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Maybe. So, um, Joe, when are we playing? Wow. Never. You boys broke. <sighs> um, yeah, not happening, probably. Right. Uh, yep, maybe bro. next expansion. Maybe Fair next enough. expansion. Yiska, when are you going to learn your shaman with me on NA servers and WoW? Was Never. it was it shaman that you were playing that one time? Way back. I think in he was the day. a druid. Might have been mm, a no, rogue. Not that. No, I, I was playing monk. But monk. oh, well, I guess we were both wrong. All right. Yeah, come play Diablo with me. Shuttle me, please. DM me, and shuttle me. <laughs> he needs a pay pig. On a na, it's a sugar daddy. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, before we do, uh, Joe, Yiska, anything fun coming up this week people need to be on their lookout for? Uh, Joe. Um, I believe we are tentatively recording a podcast uh, for all you Chinese fans. 
uh, today or within the week. So be on the lookout for that. And I have some pretty, I've gotten the, the itch for writing again. So got, 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 a, got a couple of projects in the works. So be on the lookout for that sometime in the near future. Cool. What about you, Yiska? Um, I think I'm going to do more of these VOD reviews, and I'll, I'll stream them live on Twitch, but then export the VOD to YouTube where people can enjoy them. I want to look at Seoul, because I slept on them definitely. Um, I want to look a little bit more into London, and um, even Shanghai is interesting. Fair enough. I, uh, I watched a little bit there. I watched a little bit of your VOD review that you did yesterday or two days ago. So, yesterday, yep. Keep keep for doing me that. anyway. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Also, uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere. I keep tripod. Don't have a ton of stuff going on here except for tactical crouch. But definitely do let us know what you think about some more tactical crouch throughout the week and talking about you know doing some cool perks with uh, Patreon um, again, like. Here's a few things that we've kind of already decided. Number one, we're never going to gate the content either by time um, or by length based on if you're a patron or whatever. Like, that's just, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, kind of a douchey thing to do. So we we don't want to do that. But if loading a Patreon meant that you maybe got an extra two or three episodes of Tactical Crouch a month, some maybe game nights, some other cool perks... Uh, let us know what you think. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe you get your question asked and yeah. answered, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole mailbag episode, maybe once a month where we just, yeah. like, just bang out all the questions you have bang them out. personal or, uh, overwatch related. So, so something no. we're thinking about doing, we're not, we're not totally like committed to it. So we want to know your thoughts on that. Uh, other than that, make sure to follow Tactical Crouch everywhere at Tactical underscore Crouch. Search the Tactical Crouch Podcast or Tactical Crouch, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher probably still. Um, you can find us everywhere to listen to or watch throughout the week. Make sure to follow everybody on Twitter at Kick Tripod, at Volamel, and at Yiska Out. Other than that, uh... <laughs> I will, if I pledge $500, will you tactical crouch on my face? Yes, actually. Um, yeah, I will. I have done most despicable things yeah. for less money. Especially with this vague of a statement as that is, like pants on, no problem. So, there you go. That's going to do it for episode number 29. Tactical crouch, we'll see you guys next week or maybe sooner. Who knows anymore for another episode. Bye, guys.